Welcome to the Boosting Business Breakthroughs podcast, where coaches gain the confidence, motivation, and expertise to make their next business breakthrough. I am your host, Lori Young, certified master marketer, business growth coach, and all-around truth teller. Breakthroughs can come with flashes of absolute clarity, sudden shifts in mindset, learning new skills, changes in habits, or anything else that changes the course of your coaching business. So if you're ready to be inspired and break through to your next level of growth, let's go. Welcome back to uh, episode 10 of the Boosting Business Breakthroughs podcast. I'm very, very excited for our guest today. We're going to be talking about something that you may or may not have heard of, and that is the gray areas of your life. Uh, Carrie is going to help us recognize what are these gray areas in our lives and how do we address them? Uh, Gray areas, I'm going to let her explain it, but I know just from experience that these gray areas in our lives can really take a toll on our happiness and ultimately our business growth. As you know, today, uh, growing a business is is tough. It's not easy. It's stressful. And Carrie is going to be sharing with us uh, several different ways that we can decompress and self-regulate. And hopefully we have time because she's also going to be sharing a six-step framework that we can use to produce lasting and positive change in our lives. So let me formally introduce Carrie so that we can get started. Carrie Schwer is an executive lifestyle gray area coach specializing in the many gray areas we have in our lives. Her zone of genius is in habit creation, communication, intentional living, and leadership development. As a former gray area drinker, Carrie founded Gray Tonic and questioned the drink in 2018 after her own experience of living in the gray led her to the service of others. She offers bespoke coaching for business leaders seeking wellness, peak performance, and thriving relationships without alcohol. Carrie has also co-authored two anthology books, The Successful Mind, along with her second book, Limitless, a Wall Street Journal number one bestseller. Yay! Yay, Yay, Lori! Hi! So excited to be here with you and talk to those that are tuning in, listening to me at the moment. Welcome, welcome. We're so excited to share with you what the great areas are because I guarantee you have one in your life. So we're going to Yeah, I can guarantee I have them as well. I've been following uh, Carrie on LinkedIn for quite a while, I would say at least a year. And I just absolutely love her content. It really spoke to me. And I just know from personal experience of running my own business, how these gray areas in my life can like really affect my mood. They can affect my ability to show up fully in, in my business. And so I thought, I'm going to reach out to her like she seems super cool. I'm just going to see, this is a brand new podcast, as many of you know, and I'm just going to see, will she be a guest on this podcast? And I just want to say thank you for accepting the invitation to be here. Oh, it's my pleasure, Lori. It's my pleasure. I'm so glad to be here. And I am excited to talk about the gray areas. And if, if you're already saying, what the heck does she mean by a gray area? I'm going to, I'm going to give you my definition of what a gray area is. And it refers to periods or situations where clarity, direction, or purpose feels absent 
<laughs> Hello, okay. everyone. Resulting in feelings of uncertainty, doubt, or emotional conflict. It also can be, despite all the external successes or achievements you might have in your life, these moments are characterized by an internal struggle in, inside to find meaning, balance, and genuine happiness in your life. And this affects many areas. It could be with your health. It could be in your relationships with your loved ones, your spouse, for example, in your career. You know, I understand a lot of your audience are other coaches just like myself. And, you know, being an entrepreneur, being a coach, being an empath, taking care of others, being of service, we tend to fall into gray areas ourselves and, and we don't even recognize it at times. So it's important mm -hmm. to get very clear and to question, question everything that's going on in your life, question how you're showing up for yourself, for your family, for your clients for those that you lead and love and really tuning into that. And my own personal story was with drinking. I was a gray area drinker, which mm -hmm. is the space in between socially drinking and severely abusing. And uh, there's a, about 50% of the population that consumes alcohol falls in this gray area. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, I didn't want to, I wasn't severely abusing. So when I went to AA, it just wasn't a good fit for me. And I wanted to find something else that would be a good fit, hence me working with a coach that was my catalyst to change. And when I heard the term gray area drinking on a podcast interview in 19, or 19, oh my gosh, I'm not that old. In 2018, <laughs> I am that old, but 2018, <laughs> I heard this term and I knew at that moment I needed to share with everyone what gray area drinking was in hopes that they would raise their hand before they get too far down into a path that they no longer have that choice. So being in a gray area, whether it's with your health, your career, your mood, your relationships, your habits, like drinking, overeating, whatever, it's all a choice. Mm -hmm. You get to decide. You get to decide if you want to be there or you don't. And if you don't, you make change. And right. What's that? How does one like go about like recognizing that they're in a gray area? Because, you know, oftentimes we're like living our lives on autopilot right? Yeah. And how do we, how do we know? Yeah. You know, when you are feeling frustrated, confused, you don't have much clarity, you, your energy is starting to be depleted. And this is the general areas of gray with drinking. You know, a lot of times you already have these internal questions bubbling up for you inside your inner spirit, your gut, your guiding system, your inner voice, whatever you want to refer to it as is already leaving clues for you. It's already giving you some idea that, Hey, nothing, something's not sitting right here. You know, I think you're drinking too much. If you're asking yourself any of these questions, then, and if you think it's a problem, yeah, it's a problem. If you mm -hmm. think it's a problem, it's a problem mm -hmm. because it's showing up somewhere in your life. And you know, before we start recording, Lori, I, I started to share with you and I stopped that even as an entrepreneur, we get stuck in our own gray areas. And just recently, I've been in a gray area with, with some bigger messaging in my business. And mm -hmm. my coach said to me today, hey, you're in a gray area in this. And I said, oh my God, I totally am. So it's any time that you don't have this crystal clarity, this crystal clear clarity on something and you have moments of doubt or confusion and you're wondering like, how do I get out of this? Mm -hmm. And when you recognize that something's not quite right, then you, you know, then you reach out for help. And as coaches, you know, we all have coaches. I mean, you know, the joke is like, there's a coach that coaches coaches that coaches coaches, right? <laughs> We all have one and rightfully so we should, because we can't see 
our blind spots. We can't mm -hmm. possibly see everything. This is why we have somebody walk alongside of us. They can help us see what we don't see, which is what we do for our own clients. So I think that's so important to, that you recognize these gray areas. And if you're not feeling 100% within a relationship, for example, with your spouse, let's just take that for an example. Mm -hmm. Say you're living together and it feels more like a roommate. You know, the sex isn't quite as good. The intimacy isn't there. You're barely talking. You know, you got the high and buy down, but there's not much else. There's no substance anymore. Sure. That's a, severe, that's a gray area. That's a severe gray area. Another mm -hmm. gray area that I experienced with my husband. You can have a gray area with your health where, you know, you might think, well, I work out, you know, and I eat fairly clean, but then you find out that you have high blood pressure or, you know, you're on, your cholesterol is getting high and now you're not taking all the action that you need to, to make sure you're tuning into that, to lower it. And that becomes a dangerous gray area. Mm -hmm. You have a gray area with the way that you show up with your kids, you know, you're half in, half out. Right you know, with, with the conversation with them. And so that could be another great area. And obviously the habits are self-explanatory, but we can have these great areas show up anywhere, even spiritually. Mm -hmm. You could be like in a confusion place. Like, what do I believe? You know, maybe you've been told as a child, you're supposed to believe one way. Right. And now as you're an adult, you're like, I don't know if I want to buy into that doctrine. Maybe there's something else that I want to explore. You know, whether, mm -hmm. what, whatever that looks like, it's okay to question. So, my, you know, I have a program called question the drink, but literally being in a gray, I'm asking you to question everything, not just the drink, question right. your relationships, question your business, question how you're showing up for yourself and others, question your health. Mm -hmm. Are you living optimally or right. are you just winging it, willy nilly in it and winging right. it by? One of the things that uh, I like to talk about on this podcast, because it is all about boosting business breakthroughs. Yeah. Um, and I, I can certainly see how questioning the gray is, is going to, and, and more so more than questioning the gray, but taking care of the gray could have like a huge like breakthrough. Yes. Talk to me a little bit about maybe a business breakthrough that you've had and kind of how it changed your, your business. Yeah. Well, here's the, here's the fun part about, again, about being an, an entrepreneur myself and being in business for almost five years now is that, you know, we have the roller coaster of, of success. We have the, the highs, we have the lows, the lows are really low. The highs can be super high and there's everything in between. And sometimes we go two steps forward and 10 steps back and we're all over the place. You know, mm -hmm. we look like this labyrinth of craziness instead of it being an easy path, like we all hope and want and desire it to be. Right. And I think part of the breakthrough for me has been to just lean in and know when I'm in those darker places, when I'm in those valleys, that there's always two mountains surrounding the valley. And if I just focus on getting to that next mountain and I know I can climb up to the top of the mountain, I'm going to be okay because the breakthrough is coming and always lean into it instead of being afraid of it. You know, mm. when, the first year, I mean, gosh, is it embarrassing to admit, but man, I cried more tears than I can even remember because, you know, you go into it with such high hopes, like, yes, I've got my own business now. You know, you think you're the bomb diggity bomb when you first make the decision and then reality sets in and all of a sudden it doesn't feel so good. So we right. get totally confused on what we're supposed to be doing. So I think leaning in to not having everything figured out 
mm-hmm. is really good. And, and, you know, with my clients, I say, be okay with not being okay. Just lean like into that. it. Like feel the feels. Yeah. Feel it. Cry it. You know, cry right. out. Hit a pillow. Scream. Not, not at anyone, but you know, scream right. it out. Like, of course. Dance. Like have your fit. Do what you, would you have a rage on yourself if you need to for five minutes? Just get it out. Festering doesn't help, you know, reach out to somebody. If you, you know, learn, self-regulate, do breathing, breathwork exercises, journal, go for a walk, go outside, do whatever you have to, to get yourself in a better state, but don't shove it down and just expect it to go away. Cause it won't, you got to work through right. it. You got to be willing to sit through it. That's right. Sometimes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Leaning in is, and I think what goes with that leaning in is just acceptance, right? Acceptance of what is. Yeah. Because without that acceptance, we can't create change in our lives. We have to be able to, like you said, lean in, accept what's going on. And from that acceptance, you're able to come up with a plan to create the change. That's right. I'm going to share with you what my coach said to me this morning, (laughs) because this was so good, Lori. I wish I could take credit for it, but I'm not. I'm going to give credit to Miss Emily. Um, she said, you know, Carrie, it's like having your own business is like raising a child. And I said, uh-huh. yeah, okay. I can see that. And she goes, you know, when we first started working together, which was several years ago, she said, you know, you were, you, you had a toddler, you know, you went from that infant, the infant to toddler stage. She goes, and you've grown quite a bit, you know, you're in that stage. She goes, so where do you think you are right now? You know, if you're looking at, and I said, oh man, I'm in the, I'm in the, the crappy preteen stages right now. <laughs> like I got this rebellious kid over here, like doesn't know how to behave itself. And you know, it like it has it knows all the things, right? Mm-hmm. It has legs, it knows how to it could be dangerous when it wants to. It's really good at some things, but you know, it likes to push the buttons. It's a little bit of a rebel and they're just trying to figure it all out, right? They're in that rebellious stage. And uh, I said, that's where I feel like I am. And she said, and you know what happens when you're a preteen? I said, what's that? This was so brilliant. So brilliant. She said, the growth spurt is right around the corner. Ah. You know that the growth spurt. So it's like, not that I'm in a valley. I'm not in a valley right now. I'm in a, in a slight pivot with, mm-hmm. with my messaging and how I'm uh, targeting and my target audience is, is slightly changing my messaging and so forth. And I just was laughing over that because I thought, oh man, that is so true. I feel like I'm about to have a massive, massive growth spurt. Mm-hmm. And right now, my little rebellious teenager self of my business is going, but wait, we don't want to do that just yet, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> we, yes, we yeah. don't want to change. We want independence, but we don't. We want uh, we want our own, uh, our own, be able to do our own thing, but we want mommy and daddy. We- <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I, I laughed because... You know, I am about like I'm growing my team. I'm in that I'm in that growth spurt again. I was here before uh, a year and a half ago, where I grew my team, and and you know I'm in that space again. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like buckle in because you know it's 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 a bumpy ride right now, which is is the tough t- part. Like when you're trying to just get all the pieces in play. And again, I'm leaning in. I'm not running away from it. I'm like, all right. You know, I mean, obviously that's why she's working with me to help me figure all this out because it's too hard by yourself. Sometimes we're not, you know, 
listen, here's the deal. Nobody told us that we had to have it all figured out. Like my strength is not an organization and structure. That is not who I am to the core. That's why I have, I have help. That's why I have the amazing people that work with me because that's their strengths. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be at all. I just have to make sure that my clients are getting the results. That's the only job that I have to worry exactly. about. Exactly. Anything else can be delegated, right? So the only thing that I care about is how my clients are feeling and are they getting the results that they've invested in themselves on. Outside of that, I'll figure it out, right? I'll right. hire somebody. I'll get someone to help me. I'll YouTube, by the way. YouTube, best friend ever. I love YouTube. If you can't find it on YouTube, it doesn't exist, right? <laughs> love me from YouTube, but yeah, yeah, you just figure it out. There's an answer. There's a will, there's a way. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm tenacious. So I think tenacity goes a long way too. I think if, if you're stuck on something, the moment you quit, the moment you, you know, you have that defeatist attitude, you're done. So, right. you know, you can cry and say, you're going to quit and all the things I, I was there. I was there right. a times in my past five years, you know, like boohoo, this is it. It's not I'm gonna boo-hoo. go, I'm gonna go get a real job. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, never. I know. <laughs> Heck no. Listen, my dogs are so spoiled right now because they know mom's home all day. So I, I can't leave my dogs if anything. But you know, <laughs> but we learn. We learn when we fall and we learn even more when we get going and we see that the fruits are just around the corner and you know, the blessings are coming and, uh, it's in, it's in the, in the spots that we feel the most pressure and the stress, you know, and, and you're in that gray area is when you lean in mm-hmm. again, lean in and trust, just trust. Listen, life always is working for us. There's always a blessing and a gift to be found if we're looking for it. If we, if we try to find an answer and we don't see it right away, then let it go for a little bit. It'll, the answer will come right eventually. So, you'll understand. Yeah. So speaking of stress, yeah, um, you know, we all know that it's, it's stressful to be a business owner. Talk to me about, you were going to share with us like seven different ways that we can decompress and like learn to self-regulate. Yes. Yes. Well, the, the seven, the seven step process is the decide model and it's um, actually it's a six step and it's, it's more, no, it is seven steps, isn't it? D E C I D E six. D-E-C-I-D-E. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Well, I don't really refer to it as a, a step process. I just it's the decide model of change, which is is amazing, is amazing thing, but it's a it's it's separate from from self-regulation and, and de-stressing. So let me hit that first since you asked that question. The one thing that we need to learn how to do is to tap into ourselves and to mm-hmm be able to self-regulate. Mm-hmm. And the fastest way to do that, I do have a few a few amazing tools to give the listener, which is, you know, the obvious breath work, breathing, just taking some deep breaths. You really calm your nervous system when you do that. Don't overlook the breath. I think people think, I'm breathing now. Like, what's the big deal? Right. Like, no, 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 no. Deliberate breaths, you know, doing like a five in second or five second inhale, five second hold, five second exhale, do that five rounds. That's a good way. Or box breathing works very similar. It's four, 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 you know, inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four, hold for four. You could do that for four rounds. There's all these methods that you, that are out there that you could do, but just, just that deep breathing in Mm -hmm. and out gives us a moment to pause and it can recenter us 
And sometimes that's all we need. Getting out in nature, walking barefoot in the grass, for example, we mm. call that grounding or earthing can really help center you. And, you know, of course, the, the, the acronym HALT works so well, which came from, I learned that in AA, got to give props to where that came from when I was going to AA. Again, it wasn't a great fit for me, but I did take some wonderful things out of the program. And one of them was HALT, which is ask yourself, are you hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? And mm. if you are one of those four things, then go ahead and take care of it. You know, if you're hungry, eat. If you're angry, scream into a pillow you know, release the anger in a healthy way. If you're lonely, right. call a friend, get with somebody. Don't just, you know, sit with it, get with someone if you want to. And then of course, if you're tired, then you take a nap or go take to sleep a nap. or relax yourself, take a hot bath, you know, changing your environment will change your state. Any, you know, changing, putting on music, going dancing, whatever. But one of my favorite tools is the Sabre method. And it's a, little bit of a process to tell you about it. So I'm going to tell you through a story because I think this will be more effective anyway. So when I was 18 months alcohol-free, by the way, mm -hmm. I'm seven years alcohol-free today as I- Yay! Congratulations. Thank you, Lori. When I was 18 months alcohol-free, I went to the grocery store and I worked at Porsche at the time and I had a very you know stressful day and I walked in to get some uh, seafood for dinner. And I walked back to the seafood counter and right in front of me was the sh a Chardonnay display that I mm. used to drink. Like it was my brand, a Chardonnay. Well, I just mentioned halt to you, right? Hang right. Uh, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. I was all those things. Okay. I was starving. I had a crappy day. So I was a little bit angry about it. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't lonely per se, but you know, I was tired. So I had, right. I had the H, the A and the T. So I'm walking back to the seafood counter and I see this wine display. I literally stopped dead in my tracks and looked at this wine display and my mouth was filling up with saliva mm. thinking about having this bottle of wine. And I wrestled inside of my head for several moments, um, just like, God, I would do anything to have this right now. And this is, I was just getting into coaching at the time. Okay. And yeah. And so I, you know, had my business had just started. I was going through my certifications, trauma-based coaching, motivational interviewing, life coaching, all the things. And I was in the process of becoming a coach. So I started to have some self-regulation tools on my, under my belt, but I didn't know as much as I know now, of course, you know, and every year you learn more, right? Right. So I'm recognizing that what's happening in my head is cognitive dissonance, that I'm having mm -hmm. these conflicting thoughts, these two incongruent thoughts battling with each other inside my mind. You know, you want it, you don't want it, you want it, get it, don't get it, back and forth. And I right. literally was so mad about hearing all these voices in my head with my mouth literally filling up with saliva for wanting this wine. I yelled, stop, mm. in the middle of the grocery store. I said it out loud and I said it, I said it pretty loudly. Mm -hmm. And I, of course, looked around and thought, God, I hope no one thinks I'm a weirdo, right? <laughs> Whatever. Right. But the reason why that worked was, is that I needed to shut the noise off. I needed to stop the noise in my head. Mm -hmm. I acknowledged what I was thinking. I brought awareness to my mind. And I realized that those old thoughts that I was having is an old pattern that governed me for many years. Right. It was an old neural pathway that came alive again. And there it was in full circle. And I didn't, I acknowledged it, but I didn't feed into it. I just wanted to see that it was there. I naturally then took a couple deep breaths. I worked on my nervous system. 
I got myself in a better state. And then I embraced myself with empathy, having Mm -hmm. that empathy for where I used to be and where I am now in that moment. And I realized how far I'd come. I give my, I gave myself grace. I gave myself the empathy that was needed. And then I redirected my thoughts and my thinking and my actions to go get the fish that I came into the store for mm-hmm. and go pick up some club soda and cranberry and go home. Right. And I didn't realize the steps I'd gone through until a couple of days later, I was sitting, uh, it was a, that was a Friday night. It's now Sunday morning. It was cold. It was wintry. It was February 19th. And I didn't go to church. And I'm sitting there with my journal, my pen. And I literally just asked God, like, hey, can you help me remember what I did Friday night? Because that really sure. worked. Mm-hmm. And literally, I swear he was like, get a pen, start writing, carry. And I wrote down, stop, awareness. And then I was like, or was it acknowledged? Like I was back and forth with those two words. And then I know I breathed. And then I know I redirected my thoughts. And so mm-hmm. I had S-A-B-R and I realized, whoa, this could spell saber. And I was like, what was the, you know, I have to come up with the E and I had embrace. And then later I changed it to empathy. Mm. And I think that it's so like I embraced myself by giving myself the empathy that this was a former pattern of mine that I'm okay. Right. And by doing these steps and then putting it into neuroscience languaging, it works because right. it's exactly what I did. I stopped to pause and reflect before I acted. And this is why Sabre works. So that's, that's one of the tools that I'd like to share with people because if you can use Sabre and if you only get to the S, the A, and the B, you only stop, acknowledge what you're thinking about and breathe, you are more than halfway through whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you're dealing with. Any trigger doesn't have to be with that drinking. It could be anything, you know, you, you didn't get as many likes as you wanted on a post or you didn't land that client that you thought you were going to land or your business is having a really bad month, you know, when you're moving into a tailspin of anxiety, right? Stop acknowledge, breathe, embrace yourself by giving yourself so much empathy and Mm -hmm. then redirect your thoughts. It works every time. It just, you might have to sit with the breath a while. Right. So that's one. That's I love that. I love that. That's really, really good. I can definitely see how that can be helpful in so many areas. Definitely. Yeah, it really is. Um, and the, the side model change is what you're referring to initially. And so I'll share that too, because this is another great acronym that works. First of all, I love the word decide. I love the word decision. Mm-hmm. And when we're in a gray area, no matter what it is, it's a choice to be there. So you get to decide whether you want to be there or not. You're not forced to be there. You're not told you have to be there. You can make the choice and the freedom to make a d- different decision. So the decide model of change works like this. And all of these steps too is exactly what I take all my clients through. I don't necessarily say, hey, Lori, we're on the D right now. You know, <laughs> I take them through this process. Right. So the D is having a desire to make the change. You have to have the desire. If you don't have mm-hmm. the desire to even want to do a change in your life, it's not going to happen, right? Right. So you got to have the desire. The E is exploring your why. It is called exploring because on the surface, we can sometimes say, well, you know, like I know, let's take drinking, for example. I know I need to look at my relationship with alcohol, you know, and why do I want to do it? Because I know it's not good for me. Well, that's mm-hmm. not quite good enough, right? We want to we wanna know exactly why, that your why is your grounding force. 
why is it so important to you? Right. So exploring your why has to be so important. It is a value and it's usually something, a deep value. It could be your health, a relationship. It could be money. It could be, uh, you know, your career. It could be something that is so valuable to you. And I don't want to say money. It could be like your business mm -hmm. or your purpose. It has to be that strong of a why because it's going to be the thing you go back to every time. So exploring your why is huge. The C is having commitment to self. And as coaches, we know this, right? We have to have commitment to self. And that's committing to your commitment. Being right. all in 100%, not 98% where you have a 2% backdoor excuse that you can slither out because it's getting too tough. No, that doesn't cut it. We right. have to be disciplined enough in order to have that commitment to self, which also means you need to be willing to invest in yourself, mm -hmm. right? You expect your clients to invest with you. Right. for themselves. So you have to be able to do the same thing. And that commitment to self, that's what it takes. The I is having an identity shift. If we want something different in our life, we have to be willing to step into that new identity. For me, it was like, I had to say to myself, you know, I carried around the victim badge of honor for mm. most of my life for four decades until I finally got to a place of I'm sick and tired of being the victim. Sure. I don't want to be the victim anymore. It worked for me for a long time, but it no longer works for me. Mm -hmm. The victimhood is what got me to where I am today, right? So I'm grateful for the things that I went through, but I knew Carrie wasn't going to be able to advance the level she wanted to advance to by holding on to that. So right. I had to step into a new identity. And the identity is that I'm going to be somebody who is a high performer, who is thriving in all aspects of life, who does not drink any alcohol, who doesn't do anything that's altering the mind whatsoever that, you know, I'm living a clean life, a healthy life, a strong life constant, you know, reinforcing my learnings, my teachings. I'm that constant learner, always learning something, always going after some sort of certification because I want to advance. Yeah. Learning. One <clears throat> of the things I think of when you talk about this is, <clears throat> you know, you said you had a certain identity, you know, for, for four decades, right? Yeah. yeah. And people know you with that identity. So yes. what happens when you shift your identity and take on a new identity, all those people around you that were used to the old Carrie are now having to deal with the new Carrie. Yes. And it's a problem for some. It yes. absolutely is. So first thing, one thing I'll say is, you know, a lot of my friendships had to change. Mm. number one. And, and that was hard. You know, that's hard. I still love a lot of the people, um, you know, old friends from years ago and even family members, you know, I, not all my family is in Carrie's camp. Matter of fact, very few are. Mm. And it's mm -hmm. because either they're in a situation where they're still drinking or they've made choices that don't align with mine. Right. And, you know, again, it's a choice. It is right. an absolute choice. I don't judge. You know, it's not like, oh, I think I'm better than them. It's not that at all. It's just, I need to surround myself with people that are above me at levels that hold me accountable, that are my mm -hmm. engine. They're right. the ones who are driving me forward. They're the ones who are motivating me and edifying me. That's who I want to surround myself with. That's why I purposely look for people that are steps ahead of me that right. they can help pull me along and show me the way. Right. I want to always be, I don't never want to be the smartest person in the room. I always want to be that person I can learn. I want to learn from someone else. And when you're around somebody that is what I refer to as an anchor, 
or somebody that slows you down, they're holding you back. They're not allowing you to advance. It's really, really hard to get to where you want to be when you feel like you're always spinning your wheels, telling you that, you know, that's a stupid idea. I guarantee right. someone listening to this right now, when you started your business, you probably told somebody close to you and they're like, are you sure you want to do that? That seems right. really risky. You know, are you sure you want to give up? Like I, I left a six figure job, right? High paying right. six figure job. Are you crazy? Why would you do that? Because I have a calling, I have a purpose. It's not about right. the money. The mm -hmm. money will come and it did. I right. surpassed my income, right? So it's like you have to trust and, and believe in yourself. And that takes guts and courage, and, but it takes perseverance and it takes tenacity and knowing that the people you surround yourself with is huge. That's a big piece of it. So that identity shift, thank you for asking me that, Lori, because you bring up such a good point. It requires you to be somebody different. Your identity drives your behaviors currently. Right. So however you're showing up for yourself and your clients and your family is what you believe about yourself. And how did your, like, just not to dive too, too personal, but like, how did your new identity sit with your husband? <laughs> we actually went through a very severe gray area, very much okay. so in our marriage. Um, I, I've been married 34 years and on our 30th wedding anniversary, I had moved into this new identity. Such a great question. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here I am already coaching. I got clients. I'm running my business. Life is going well. And he wasn't quite coming along with me in terms of where I was going. And mm -hmm. we started disconnecting. We started sure. living as roommates. I mean, we were those people, you know, we right. had the obligatory uh, sex every other week and, or whatever it was at the time. And, you know, that was good enough and whatever his head was down. My head was down. We were living as roommates mm -hmm. and it wasn't until I finally came to him one time and I said, I'm not strapping in for another 30 years of this. Like we need to right. figure this out. And now, mm -hmm. and you know, it was, it was hard. I'm not going to say it was easy. It was the hardest five months of us digging deep going, you know, learning about each other. We, we sought out, we didn't seek out, um, counseling or anything like that, but we did work with a mentor of mine that helped us really see each other mm -hmm. in ways that we hadn't seen before. And it's an assessment that I actually use with my one-on-one -on -one clients. Um, it really goes deep. It looks at what motivates you on an emotional level and your cognitive traits. And we look at all these beautiful traits in the human uh, body and our intellect diversity that we have. So we use that tool to really help us see each other. And that was very, very helpful. But it wasn't until I came clean with him, then he was able to say, okay, I need to do something about this for myself. And I reminded him, I said, dude, you said when you turn 50, you want to be in the best shape of your life. You're about mm. to turn 51 and you are not doing anything different. And he was still drinking alcohol at the time. Okay. And I was three years alcohol free. Mm. And I said to him, you know, he, well, he said to me, I'm going to stop drinking. And I said, Oh God, don't do it for me. You have to do it for you. Like right. if you don't want to drink, you have to do this for you. And he said, no, I want to do it for me because there's no amount of alcohol that is good. And if I'm going to be in the best shape ever for my 51st year, then mm -hmm. alcohol can't be a part of it. And he made that choice for himself. And once he you know, had that new identity. I'm a non-drinker and I'm somebody who's healthy, who, and he always worked out always since I've known right. him in 17, but he upped his game and he lost 20 something pounds. And we both really dug in and we did a lot of self-development work that year with each other and with others. And we were in part of a mastermind together. And 
we grew together. Yeah. We had both change, you know, he had a, he had a shift into a new identity as well as me. And we really plowed through that, that year, but it wasn't easy. So yeah, your loved ones close to you, if they're not following along, it could feel tough. Yeah. yeah, I bet. But rounding out the decide model. So we have desire to change, exploring your why, having commitment to yourself, needing an identity shift. The second D is daily habits. Everything we do on a day-to-day basis matters, right? So not looking at your phone first thing in the morning, journaling, working out, doing things that are good for you in, in uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, implementing new daily habits and weeding out the bad habits is so, mm-hmm. so important. And then the last D is everyday effort equals expansion. What we do on an every single day basis mm-hmm. with consistent effort will lead us to the expanded version of ourselves. So everyday effort equals expansion. And that's the decide model change. So I use that model, like I said, with everything I do, all my clients with myself and mm-hmm. when you walk through that entire process and you have every single one of those elements in a place, you can't help but become a better version of yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know uh, there's one thing that uh, I think that would be of interest to listeners um, as we start to wrap up here. And that is Carrie has a, a guide called 10 Ways to Stay Centered in Stressful Times. Tell us just a little bit about that because I will definitely provide a link for that in the show notes. Yeah, actually I have two freebies. Um, that is one of them. And that is a, a several pages of a document that will take you through many, 10 different ways that you can self-regulate. Some of them I did give away here, mm-hmm. um, like the yeah. sabers in there. So things, a recap on that. And there's also a breathing exercise that I recorded on YouTube that's part okay. of that as well. The other freebie that I want to give is called Think Through the Drink. So if someone is listening and wondering about the relationship with alcohol, they're starting to question the relationship. Think Through the Drink is a mini course. It's four videos. Okay. Tons of resources and uh, downloads and PDFs in there and, and so forth that you can use that will help you think all the way through the decision whether or not to have a drink. And mm-hmm. that is found on my website at the very top. It's gray tonic with an A. Dot com, and then uh, you'll see that at the very top of the page. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So I like to end because we kind of got into some deep, uh, deep, you know, areas of conversation here and things that are kind of sometimes a little bit, you know, tougher to handle, I think, and tougher to like yes, embrace. Let's lighten this up, Lori. Yes, let's lighten it up. So I always like Move to end the gray. show. Let's move into vivid color, please. <laughs> Let's talk about your favorite TV show, book, or podcast that you are currently binging right now. Oh, well, that's easy. That's easy. Ed Milet. I'm a freak about Ed Milet. Listen, one day I will- What is it called now? Ed Milet. Ed Ed Milet. Yeah, M-Y-L-E-T-T. Ed is- Amazing. He has one of the top rated podcasts on Spotify and iTunes um, at, the, at my let show. And, I have to write this down. And what's oh, it about? Oh, he's all self-development. He has the most empowering guests on, which is why I'll be a guest someday on his show. I have. Yay. He brings only the best of the best on his show. And he literally is the most inspirational man. He's a God loving man. He's just a good guy. Um, 
just so empowering. So every Tuesday he drops with a guest. Every Thursday he does his own 20-quarter version of it. And his book is called The Power of One More. Highly recommend the book. He is just incredibly empowering. And uh, he says you're one decision away from the rest of your life. And, and, you know. Wow. We both love the side. We both. Yeah, I love that. That's one of the reasons I ask this question is because you get so many different like great recommendations. I have never heard of this guy. So oh, I'm definitely going to Gloria, add his, I'm definitely going to add his podcast to my uh, listening, yeah. uh, listening list. And he's got this deeper voice. So he's really good. You know, it's nice to listen to him. And then, you know, like I said, his guests are always amazing. He doesn't just bring anybody in. He, he brings the best of the best, you know, mm-hmm. um, really talented people and, everyone he's had in. I've never listened to a podcast episode before and went, no, nah, that wasn't good. He actually had a lady on recently. It was 102 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. She just wrote a book and I thought, well, this ought to be interesting. I kind of went into it like, hmm, you know, right. I, I left that episode going, man, that woman is just full of incredible wisdom and she's so smart and sharp as a tack yet. And she just wrote this book. And so we had her on, she was a, doc- a doctor and uh, just amazing. So like, he just, I don't know where he finds some of these. Most of the people he brings on are well-known. Like right. they're already known, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very cool. Really, yeah. Yeah. Very so cool. You'll like it. Check it out. Okay. Anything else? Any other parting words you want to say to the guest? Listen to your gut and your instinct. And if I've planted a seed for you today, then I've done my job. Please listen to that inner voice. It won't lead you astray. Awesome. So thank you so much, Carrie, for being here. I totally appreciate all the wisdom that you shared. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Lori. Of course. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thanks for listening to the Boosting Business Breakthroughs podcast. Want to hear more business breakthrough ideas? I'll be back next week with a new episode to help you grow your coaching business. If you enjoyed listening, make sure you subscribe, leave us a rating, and tell all your coach friends where to find us. Head over to boostingbusinessbreakthroughs.com to learn more. Thanks for listening. And remember, your next business breakthrough is waiting for you.